as we know, Christmas tends to make us all a little bit nutty. Like it can, it definitely can be a shit show and unleash the beasts and the ugly side in all of us, right? So this movie takes that idea to the next level. And fittingly, it's about 35 years after the arguably most iconic Christmas action film, Die Hard with Bruce Willis. So what do we have here on Cancel Me Baby? We are talking about Detective Night Redemption, a Christmas action movie with who? Bruce Willis, baby. And today we are joined by his co-lead, co-star, the man who is opposite Bruce, as if I'm first name basis with him, right? Brucey boy. Um, in this film, Paul Johansson, Paul, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Am I right? I, I mean, <laughs> hi, Paul. It's definitely a, it's definitely a Merry Christmas. <laughs> motherfuckers moment. Motherfuckers, yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh, your audience must just love you. You talk straight to them, don't you? It is a straight shoot and show. And I'm going to talk to them straight so much so that be this transparent to where, Paul, you and I are acting like we just hopped on here two seconds ago. Meanwhile, we've been catching up for the last 10 minutes and the movie publicists are probably reeling being like, because as we established before, you and I had met in LA a couple of years ago. And guys, I was telling Paul how, you know, of the hundreds of actors I've met, how he always stood out in my mind as someone Mm -hmm. who was just so sweet and down to earth. Um, and so, but yes, but, but my characters know, never are, right? None of my characters are sweet down to earth, aren't they? They're all the characters I play are horrible and you know, oh, unredeemable. Yeah, oh. okay. Well, obviously, most notably, right? Dan Scott, One Tree Hill, right? And you read my mind because I was gonna ask, like, given that you are such a sweet, kind, kind of soft spoken, down to earth man, like. Do you have a dark side? Because what is going on with these characters? Because your character in this is a twisted motherfucker. Right. But think about it, though. Like, can you imagine, Taylor, if you had raised a beautiful child and spent your whole life nurturing and loving and building and seeing them grow, making choices and becoming this incredible human being, and then seeing them used as like just just as this like cannon fodder for some stupid political war. And so it made you so angry against your own country that you decided that you were going to change the way the world was. You were going to set about on a mission to make things better for everyone else's kids. That is the the meaning behind my character's craziness. Yes. And that is what is so sick and twisted because your character as like evil and vicious and ruthless that he can be acknowledges these injustices in the world. In fact, I wrote one down in my notes. My handwriting is like a doctor. I can't even read this shit. Okay. But you say in the movie, for those of you guys catching up, here's a line, right? We're in a sick and diseased civilization. We have to wipe it out. Even pertaining to Christmas, he says, Christmas is about togetherness, not all this material shit. Who cares? Uh, Hope is all that matters and hope is a dangerous thing. Now that's so poignant and that's so powerful. And it really got me thinking, Paul, about how your character, this is something that we have seen in mankind and in history. These people gaining power, gaining a following, thinking that they're kind of doing good, 
but in a really kind of sick and destructive way, like your character. So reflect on that for me. And, you know, what was it like getting into that mindset? Well, well, first, I think you, 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 you really nail it, but because I want to start with saying hope is a dangerous thing, because if we take the position that what you just said is that my character, like a lot of other, um, you know, men who take control through devious or horrible ways. But remember, we're fighting against, you know, from and I'm speaking from my character's point of view, so that it helps justify the understanding of my character, because I can't play a character that I don't understand, because I would just be lost in the scene, because I, I, I don't, I don't like... I'm not one of those actors that pre-plans all of my performance. I'm an actor that gets to know my character on such a profound level that I try to be organic with every choice that he makes so that it colors through the lens of my performance who he is, as opposed to me through behavior that I've concocted out of nowhere. And then, then you're grasping, like, what is the meaning? Why did he do that? You'll never have a guess why I'm doing stuff because I'm making sure that's grounded in this. So the fact that, just for example, we're robbing banks in this movie. It's a heist movie for a lot of it, right? Well, why? If he's trying to change the rule, is he robbing banks? Because they make fake money in banks. Every time you go to the bank and you get a loan for a house, they're not giving you money that somebody else put in that bank and giving it to you. That money is, is just, they, it's paper. It's, it's, a, it's a push of a button on a computer. It's, it's not real. They're creating wealth out of, of thin air because there's, you're supposed to have six times the amount of money in a bank that's been deposited to cover all the loans. There's, we're up to 600, 6,000 times. There's no money in the banks. It's, it's, it, and, and we're billions of dollars past whatever's been put in the banks that we're lending out. So we're not lending money. We're lending fake money that is being created by bank. It's all a scam to create wealth disparity and bankruptcy. And it's all a huge manipulation. So if this guy's saying, I'm going to rob the banks and give you back your money, and I'm going to spend it on trying to change this society to make it better. How do you really hate a guy that does that? Stick it to the man, Paul. Right? So much for, I was like, he's a gentle little dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is like, well, listen, no, I love it. And isn't there something too, especially in our climate, Paul, to be said about, you know, speak about cancel culture, right? And what my show really mm -hmm. explores, but about empathizing or siding with, or seeing the good in the bad guy, especially now in the court of public opinion. Like I had even made a joke to you before this about um, Elon Musk, right? But like, I feel like that even in of itself is cancelable because it's like, no, they're bad, period. And the fact that you can go, well, hold on. Strange, like is, is it because I, I mean, first off is like, I don't know if a human being can be all good or all bad. I don't think we're capable of being all one thing. And since we're so complicated, you know, my big push, and I think I've said this, and we were talking about Sophia Bush earlier and, and Joy, one of my big things, because I did their podcast mm -hmm. called Drama Queens, which is a huge hit for iHeart. And one of the things I really believe in is forgiveness. You know, my father was a beautiful but brutal man raised in a time he, he never graduated high school he, he dropped out in grade 10 to play professional hockey so he never really he wasn't an educated man he was self-educated but in a brutal world that he grew up in you know broke and dogmatic catholicism and he was tough on us but you know and you know i i my from all the things that my father did wrong and i won't get into it in the longest before he died i made it a point to forgive him, to go to him, to put my arms around him and say, it's okay. You know, I love you. I forgive you. And he, it was and because 
you know, my some of my family members never did that. And they to this day never got to do that and never would do that. But I don't think there's any room on this planet if you can forgive. If someone deserves forgiving, who really deserves forgiving? You know, I think you really kind of got to it's it's a complicated conversation. This guy, this movie for me, you know, his son is taken from him. Bruce Willis really knows that and doesn't even really hate me. He's just trying to stop me from doing any more damage because real change takes generations. If you do it quickly, it's going to be violent. If you wait and do it the right way, a lot of people are going to suffer. I'm just trying to take a shortcut. And I think that's what's interesting about this kind of a character is like, if he really enacted change, really takes convincing ideological change, any other change is going to be violent. And it's almost what we're seeing now. It's this ideology, this sort of warfare. And I love how you put it because it is, it's almost like it has to happen now, now everybody. And that's where the turmoil and the conflict, I think really comes in because nobody is taking a beat to go, which is what I try to do here to go, well, hold on. What's the gray here? What are both sides? What's really going on? What's more to this person, you know? You know, Taylor, I've been talking about this movie for a long time, and this is the first time that I ever really understood the movie was because of this conversation. I'm not kidding. You literally just opened a new door in my brain. (laughs) Maybe that's what Cancel Me Baby's all about. (laughs) Um, People get intimidated by the name, and I'm like, but this is what it's about. And to your point, no one's talking about this, right? But it's at the core of who we are and what we're experiencing, especially right now. And that's why what you see, put it in such a beautifully wrapped way. Um, no pun intended for, for Christmas, but, but I appreciate that. But we do need, we do need like, we do need our heroes. We need our Bruce Willis's. We need to watch movies that, that challenge us too. And I think what's great, you know, getting back on the, on, you know, the, this movie for a second is that, you know, um, Detective Night Redemption, I love the title because I think that honestly, that's, that made, that makes the movie work for me. It makes me understand, you know, the, this whole idea. First off, it's a, it's a big Christmas seasonal movie. It's a heist movie, but it's a story about, you know, pain and then action and then redemption. So it all really fits structurally into there. You know, oh shoot. Oh my gosh. I have to wrap already. I haven't, but although this has been so great, I haven't even, (laughs) Made a dent in. Um, yes, absolutely. So, okay, where do I even go with my laundry list here? Well, let's do it again. We'll, we'll set up another call and okay. I'll come be a guest on your show. What's that? I'll come, I'll be a guest on your show. We'll set it up. Yes, I would love that. Even better when you're here in Nashville because I'm really trying to basically coerce Paul, everybody to come and hang out with me. Um, and we'll just, we'll do work and play. There you go. So how about I'll throw one last one out to you. Talk about, I mean, look at the poster for this movie, right? It's literally Paul Johansson, Bruce Willis in red writing and the Christmas action. And again, what a crazy 360 moment from Die Hard. Now, right. obviously, um, and I have a live free tattoo, but oddly enough, I've never actually have seen Die Hard, but don't tell Bruce that, okay? Um, but given that obviously people are talking about, is this Bruce Willis going out with a bang? Obviously his diagnosis, we're not going to get into all of that. Um, you know, Sylvester Stallone talked about it last month, how he's doing. 
Um, but this could be his big bang out of retirement. So given that you're in these scenes with him and again, reminiscent of Die Hard, arguably the most iconic movie he's done. What is that? I have to imagine that it has been surreal for you. It's been surreal, but you know, most importantly is Bruce is a beautiful, kind, professional, super talented man who has, um, a, you know, every, every time that he would shoot, uh, you know, one of the stuntmen and they'd fall to the ground. As soon as we heard cut, Bruce handed his gun to the arms handler, walked over to the stunt guys and helped him off the ground. Every single, I never saw him not, you know, do the character, but also remember that he's acting with human beings and show some beautiful humanity in there. Mm. And good for him for, for doing this. Yeah, for absolutely. So that shows so much about being a vet. And you know, Paul, you didn't answer That's my scary. question. <laughs> what okay. is it? It's like we're in person, okay? You okay. didn't answer my question about if you have a dark side. So maybe we will just leave that as Let's a cliffhanger for next time. It's it's a deal. We have a, <laughs> a, a, a cyber date to do this. I can't wait. And an even more fun one here in Nashville. We're going to make this happen. I mean, I'm down 100%. Awesome. Paul, so many friends you. there. What a great city. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to you on this movie. And like I said, well, this trilogy and, uh, you know, being amongst, uh, the goats, uh, of it all. So congrats to you, my friends. It was great talking to you, Taylor. Likewise. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye.